Hello and welcome along to our very first episode of Rugby Pod Sessions. I'm Andy Rowe and joined today by a friend of the show and new member of the panel. It's England, Harlequins and British and Irish Lions prop. You're nervous, aren't you? Joe Marler. I am a little bit nervous heading into this one. you're putting on a voice as well. I do put on a voice to get this through. two minutes ago was completely different to how you've just spoke there. Do you think so? Yeah. Do me beforehand, do me now. You before is... Uh, so mate, how you been? You good? And now, so mate, how have you been? You want some fish and chops with your your bar, your beer? <laughs> your, how'd you say beer in Kiwi? Beer. Beer. Yeah. So you're definitely Kiwi, yeah? Yeah. Because you sound Australian. That's why whenever I've rung up and gone, oh mate, Andy Rowe, that's my Australian. Is it? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm so, full Kiwi. Anyway, this is dragging out because I've got to go home. You've been uh, doing a bit of pre-season, have you? Is that, is that what you're doing at this time of year? What are you What are you been up yeah, to? Yeah, it's pre-season now. How shit is that? Or do you enjoy it because you're not it's having shit to... house, mate. Is it's it? shit house. It's the worst time of year. Because I hear a lot about how, you know, it's a long season, game after game after game. Yeah. But pre-season, isn't it just conditioning? You're in the weights room, you're going for runs, but easier on the body. Oh, yeah, or the not? weights is brilliant. Yeah, I love a bit of weights. Do you? But it's, yeah, I can tell. Not. Thanks, mate. You've been in the gym, have Why you? Why are you getting closer to me? Why are you just stay in your seat, all right? Get your hand off my leg. Um, and as soon as they go, right, get your boots on, you know, I'll just melt. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You've got to run the Bronco, do the, te- the Bronco What's the test. Bronco? It's a test. Oh, is it like the beep test? It's, no. What's it like? What do you do? You just go out 20 and back, out 40 and back, out 60 and back. Ah. And you just keep going five times. Shuttle runs. I don't get it, why they have to include the turns. Why can't they just say, just run for 1,200 metres, if that's what that adds up to, does it? Yeah. Thanks. Real quick there. Yeah, 1,200. Do you do down and ups as well? Is it like you go down on your arms? Don't give them ideas, mate. No. So, yeah, pre-season. Shit. It is pretty shit, yeah. But it's quite a, it's a different one, you know, with everything that's going on at Quinn's at the moment, with the new boss in charge. Mm. So it's freshening things up. Place is pretty positive, and uh, there's big buzz about the group. Well, we'll get on to Quinn's later on, actually. Yeah, and um, we'll get more in depth with that. But let's just find out a little bit more about you. About what, like, you grew up what playing in Sussex? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Grew up in Sussex. Yep. Started playing rugby what when you were eleven or something? Twelve. Yeah. That's pretty late. Um, yeah. So tell me a bit about like growing up, growing up at home. Like, what what was life like? Like, were you were you always wanting to be a rugby player? Were there other things that Caught your interest, or no? I never, I never really. It wasn't a dream to be a rugby player. Um, I started late because I was into football. It's just a fat little kid that just liked being in goal, goal five yeah, side yeah. goal, because yeah. I feel most of it. You know what I mean? Never that interested. And then a mate of mine, my best mate, he said, "Oh, you're a bit of a lump. Why don't you come down to Eastbourne Rugby Club and and try it out there?" And uh, first session, I started levelling people legally and. Illegally, yeah. Slightly illegally. So uh, they were like, yeah, come back again. Come back next week. This guy's a bit of bit rough, you know. Mm. So bring him back and just went from there. I was at Eastbourne, played every Sunday and, um, yeah, just did it for a laugh, really. It was it was never anything serious, never anything I took serious. And my dad um, was always a pretty relaxed character on that front. Mm. You know, he wasn't those one of those pushy parents where you're like... You know, you got to fucking go out there and go on, give it some, son. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he'd usually be in the bar with a pint of Guinness and he'd be like, yeah. oh, right, oh, he's playing over in that pitch. Yeah, yeah, I'll get over there in a minute. I'll see him after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He just wants to. Oh, well done, son. I thought you were great. You weren't there, Dad. I didn't see you. He said, yeah, well, yeah, someone told me. Yeah, he was always quite relaxed. He said, if if as soon as you don't enjoy it, mate, just pack it in. Because yeah. I do night shifts and I'd rather not get up on a Sunday morning to take you to rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it was always pretty relaxed and then it started getting a little bit serious playing some county rugby got picked up in the Quinns like younger academy they used to be called EPDG I don't know what they call it now it might be schools of rugby or something but never hugely took it seriously because I wasn't I never did I wasn't at a rugby school mm. I was at a comp and football was there so it was never something I thought would go far and then a bloke called Colin Osborne um, who's recently left the club he was academy manager at the time Offered me a contract, moved me up to to Twickenham when I was 17. Lived with a lady and her family up there. And um, mm. then it got serious from there. So I say serious. I mean. <laughs> Stayed of you. Cut me deep. I mean, you're a professional. We'll give you that. Um, mm. So would it be fair to say that you don't like to conform and you're, you're known around the traps as someone that's got a bit of an edge, someone that's a bit different, that um, doesn't sort of want to toe the line like all the other rugby players. Would it be fair to say that? Yeah, it's, it's quite fair, isn't it? Um, a bit of a tension seeker, yeah, a bit. Uh, quite like the limelight. Do you? Love the media? Oh, well, it's a love-hate It's a different story, isn't it? It's a different story. That's a different story. But, um, yeah, I've always had that sort of... Uh, edge about it I was named my nickname at my first rugby club was Psycho I had a South African rugby coach there called Will Stadler who uh, oh, great bloke hello my China how's it eh? Um great bloke proper big big South African right big tash on him huge anyway he called me Psycho and so the boys all called me Psycho uh, and we we got round to having new kits made out and he was like right should we get names put on the back I was like yes of course mm. I want Psycho on the back he was like are you sure are your parents can let you I was like yeah get Psycho on the back mate it's my nickname <laughs> so a day comes around we get down on the Sunday he's like oh guys eh your shirt's out here you know come see eh and pulls out the shirt and I turn it round and I'm like P H Y S C O is that how you lads is that how you spell Psycho <laughs> And we're looking at it, we're, you know, we're still young, we're quite not sure about the, the spelling. We're looking at it, and we look at it, and one of the clever clogs comes in, he's like, nah, mate, that's Fizco. <laughs> and I went, what? He said, that's Fizco, and there's these bright yellow letters across my shoulders. Not even small writing, he's cut, instead of Psycho, trying to be mean and intimidating as a 14-year-old, yeah, Eastbourne Shark, Psycho, he's a nutter. Uh, I've got fucking Fizco written on the back, couldn't get it off. No. So all the other teams used to take piss out of me. Fizco. Come on then, Fizco. Which probably contributed to me increasing the edge. You know, fuck off, mate. Oh, doff. And then, um, and then you, you went and uh, started getting some new haircuts. Haircuts what? probably started about sixteen. What's all that about? What do you mean? What's it about? Well, what's it about? It's, it's different, isn't well, it? It's just of, clearly attention seeking, is it? Okay. Yeah. What's hang on? What's going on with your bonnet, mate? I've got shit here. You've got great hair, and you're fucking no, up I haven't. With those... See, this is also a very clever ploy. I've got strong receding hairline. Yeah, mm. I've got my dad to thank for that. Um, and thinning, starting to thin mm. really well. And one of the best ways to hide that is to actually shave the sides. Mm. You know, make out I'm choosing to recede like this. Mm. But, Putting it in people's faces. Yeah. yeah. No, the hair's like the what? Wearing it with armour. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> You're the one doing it. Yeah, I am. Fucking yeah. rad. Um, oh, it's it was it's just a bit of it's a bit of a fud, mate. Like, mm. It started out not conforming, sticking it to the man. Mm. <laughs> and the more people, when I first started in rugby, first started at Quinns, that would say, "Oh, look at your stupid haircut! Why you get haircut?" You know, the more I'd actually enjoy it and mm. end up doing other crazy haircuts. But it could work both ways. You either end up you're putting yourself out there to get noticed, mm. but you can also be noticed to play like a fucking idiot as well like as a do you know what I mean? Or a fisco. Or a fisco. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Mallet, that guy's a fisco. He's a right fisco, that one. Oh God, why have I told you that one? As far as like, because you, you know, you're, you're known for your ears, you're known for your haircuts. Also, this is the rugby stuff, we'll get to that later, but known for being a bit of a joker. Like, is that? That's not true. Are you not? No. I take I take my profession very seriously. What are you sniggering for? I'm not a joker. I enjoy a laugh. Yeah. But when it comes to rugby, what about outside of rugby though? You're a bit of a joker or what? No. Like a bit of banter. A bit, bit of, of bent. Bantosaurus, are you? Bantosaurus Rex, mate. No. I, well, I, I like winding people up outside right. of rugby. Yeah. There we go. That's what that's where we're getting. My wife gets it quite a lot. Does she? Oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> Keeping that, we're keeping that in. Keeping Fuck's that in. sake. So you like winding people up? You like getting under I'm a wind-up, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd prob- my wife would describe me as a wind-up merchant. And now that I've got a young boy and a girl, but I, I now see my four-year-old doing exactly what I do now and used to do, and I end up having to try and tell him off. Is it Jasper and Maggie, right? Jasper and Maggie, right. yeah. And, um, you know, it's quite hard to tell him off when he's doing it because there's big part of me that's like oh, go on go on lad that's great you know i'm giggling inside yeah you um yeah you like winding people up as well when they're trying to take selfies with you don't you <laughs> i've seen that firsthand <laughs> that was not staged either well he you know he's so just, we're, got... wa- we're walking down the street i'm like joe yep he comes over the street i'm like hey andy joe yeah what are we doing introductions then uh this, this group of uh obviously rugby fans spotted Joe they're like Joe can we get a photo it's a big group of them one guy comes over he's got the balls to come up and say to Joe can we get a photo Joe's like fuck off mate let's just clarify this what did you say to him first of all who are you talking to because I thought you were meant to be talking to me we're talking to you're a, sounding a, like a you're talking in the th- if someone else is in the room okay so but, <laughs> so first of all he went oi Joe you know and I'm having a conversation with you and I'm like what <laughs> he's like can I get a picture I said no fuck off I didn't quite say no fuck off like you've just described it. I went. It's very similar. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's the same words, yeah. but it's the way you say it. Yeah, no fuck detail. off, mate. And then yeah. he kind of looked a bit perplexed, and I was like, "Come on, I'm only joking. Yeah. Quick, quick, I've got to go because Andy Rowe wants to pull my plonker in this weird studio." <laughs> um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I love that. I love that Andy Rowe. He's so funny." Uh, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, and he got his photos, his birthday. Can't remember his name, but he was 26. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, going out on social occasions with, with Quinns and with England, do you, like, let your hair down and get on, get on the booze with the boys? Is that something that happens? Like, who are the big, who are the big drinkers? Who, are, you, are you leading the charge or...? Uh, no, I very rarely go out with... I would have um, thought so. Very professional. The Quinns boys. Uh, not so much professional. It's just I live miles away from them all, and I tend to only partake in official social events that we have through the year. Really? There's a lot of boys go out together, either in the in their Guildford group or their South West mm. London crew, and I'm not in either crew, you see. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'm in the Sussex so Massive. No, does, that, does that sort of 
bit of team bonding that you're, you're missing there, or do you not need uh, it? You don't yeah, need it, or no, what? I pro- yeah, I probably do miss out. I do miss out on a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love to do a bit more. But who are the people that you like to go drinking with? Uh, Danny Kerr. Really? He's great. He's great on the piss. What, what makes him so great? Just good, uh, good dancer, just, mate. I don't go on on the piss with someone because they're good at dancing. <laughs> what? How's that come? You to can your, be how a- is that come in your head? I've just heard he's good dancing. Oh, mate, who do you like going on the piss with? Wasn't he on What, because he's really good dancing? Yeah, Danny, do you want to go out tonight? Because I want to stand by a bar and I just want to watch you dance. You're a weirdo, mate. You're a weirdo. Yeah, weird fish. You are a weird fish. If you you want to... You know, go out with someone because they're a good dancer. It's okay, Jake. I don't know where you go with that, but no, that's a weird angle, weird fish. No, Danny, he's a great ball of energy, yeah. you know, so he's a good laugh to go on the piss with. Um, there's a big lad, Mark Lambert, big fat lad. Mm-hmm. He's pretty shit at drinking, so that's why it's good to go on the piss with him because, you know, you can just wind him up. Let's get on to rugby. Obviously, yeah, yeah. You, do you want to or not? Yeah, well, you might as well. It's called the want... rugby, what's it called? Rugby Sessions. Rugby Sessions. It's part of the rugby pods, rugby sessions. Let's get on to that. Um, obviously, everyone watches a game of rugby and sees the flashy try scored. And it's a, a, an easy uh, game to digest or give your opinion on when you're talking about backs and forwards and people who make the tackles. But it's very hard to give your opinion on like what goes on inside the scrum. Describe what it's like to be in a in an England scrum for someone that has never been there? Uh, Is there a lot of talk going on? There must be a lot. Obviously, it's, there's a lot of physicality going there's on. There's less talk in uh, international because it's harder, um, slightly more professional. And obviously, with ref mics these days, you know, Can't you don't really want to get caught saying anything untoward because it could be twisted in any way you want. We'll get to that. No. So you get quite a lot at club level. Dave Ward is unbelievable. Ridiculous. Painful. You have yeah. to tell him, Dave, shut the fuck up, mate. Shut up. I, I remember two seasons ago, we were playing Montpellier at home. They had an unbelievable scrum. They had uh, Bismarck Duplessis, Yanni Duplessis, and the Georgian Loosehead. He's bald, got a massive beard. And it was me, Dave Ward, Adam Jones. And we are getting licked out. Proper pumped. You're getting licked out and pumped. Licked out and pumped. Mm-hmm. Licked out. You heard that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting licked out. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's about halfway through the game, and Dave Ward is still in like he's not even good shit. He's bent over and he's going flexion, and we're like, what? Plie! We're like, what, Dave? Mid, we're bending down. We're like, Dave, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Me and Bomb both lent over. Bomb's going backwards at a rate knots, myself included. And we're like, can you stop fucking winding them up? We're going backwards quickly enough as it is. And he's still gobbing off at them, and he's like, oh, 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 sorry, boys, sorry, boys. We didn't even know what flexion and plie meant. He's off his trolley, mate. Best way to describe it is a bundle. Do you remember a bundle at school? You might have bundles, isn't it? You don't... What's you, a bundle? A bundle. Mm. You know, bundle! Bundle, it's like where you see someone on the floor, and then everyone just shouts bundle, and right, you, and you bundle jump on top, on top of them. them. Yeah. So imagine you're that bloke at the bottom of it, but instead of school kids... You've got 15 sweaty, hairy men all in a confined space. Perfect if you're a bear lover. Mm. Not great if you're claustrophobic. Mm. So that's probably the best way to describe Fuck it. Fuck that. So They must pay you a lot to do too that. Too much. Too much. <sighs> too much, mate. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Um has it changed much over the years? Because like you, you've been propping for a while now. Is it the, the, the scrum, like, how's it changed for you? 
Is it getting easier or is it? I'd say it's safer. It's safer now. I look back at some of the photo, uh, some of the videos, um, and you cringe at, oh my god, what were we doing? You're taking like a ten meter run up and smashing into each other, mm. and going, Christ, how have boys survived? How are their necks surviving that? So I think with the with the new laws, it's starting to get a bit safer. It's not getting any easier. Um, but it's definitely getting safer, and from a nausea point of view, it's we're getting a lot more completed scrums. And I know you, as a Kiwi, would be like, "Yeah, mate, get rid of the fucking scrums. There's no point in them anyway. We just want to play with the ball, you know, get it here." Still, the scrum does all right, doesn't it? Very, very efficient. Really? Yeah. In fact, they're probably number one in the world, aren't they? Why well, is a team with a scrum, or what? what, as, what how would oh, you? Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, the humble Kiwi. <laughs> Do you, what, Obviously, you, as a team, yeah. Would you? Um, and as a scrum, there. What do you mean by efficient? Like efficient. How, I don't know anything about. A well, the whole point the, of a scrum is to everyone going the same direction, kind of thing. Well, no, the, same the whole thing point of a scrum is to restart the game, isn't it? And yeah. get the ball to the out as quickly yeah. as possible, yeah. so you can attack. So you've got an advantage. So you've got your moves up against the backs. Do you know what I mean? All mm. that sort of fancy shit. Because everyone talks about the you know when they look at the All Blacks, they talk about the backs more than the forwards. Like, yeah, so which we, is ridiculous because the All Blacks line out, they're maul, they're scrum. Like I said, it's extremely efficient. They're very good at manipulating where they attack in the line out. And um, the scrum-wise, they're very good at getting the ball in and out as quickly as possible. Very rarely do you see them going backwards. And they've actually attacked a little bit more with Moody in at loose head. This is really nausea. No, no, it's nausea. interesting because it's not yeah, something no, we no, would exactly, hear it no, a lot exactly. Of. With Moody... Um, Really starting to, to, what's the what's the term? Coming, come, come into in his, own. his own, come on his own. Yeah, very yeah, very close. I think it's come into its own. Come into his own. Yeah, yeah. come it's, into his own. What does yeah. that mean? I think he's beginning to stamp his mark. Yeah, there you go then. What's so this? with Joe yeah. Moody starting to really stamp his mark, Mac, Mac. Um, you know, even even at a slight, you know. Do you think he's like, the legality of what he's doing is a bit off, or what? Uh, or what, what no, I'm or not what questioning his legality. I'd say that it's it's very rare you see a scrum go forward completely straight. Right. Are you with me? Yeah. So he twists it. So the other guy's maybe taking the foot no. off the pedal. Or, no, 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 so no, 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 no. I'm just saying that if you want to, it's very rare you see a scrum going forward that's straight because it's that tight in there. You have to manipulate it in some way to try yeah. and get the other guy to move. Um, and Moody at the moment is he's, he's very good. I'd say and making it go straight or at attacking the opposition tight head. So you're saying the scrum sometimes that's straight, straight, sometimes oh. that's slightly left, sometimes that right. You know he's not moving, and you know Franks is the one doing the doing the job. Yeah, it's, it's complicated, mate. Yeah, people think you know I'll just bend over and push. More often than not, it is. <laughs> but when you get up against some really good smart operators. You've got to find ways to to try and get get around them. Who's the best prop that you've ever come up against that really worked you over? Um, it's been a couple. I've been worked over quite a lot, mate. Quite a lot. Still getting worked over now. Carl Heyman, he was probably in the old laws. He's a big unit. He was a big unit. And what was most annoying about him was how he was legit. He never cheated. Right. There was never ever uh, an angle really from him. He was what six foot four. Six foot three? Yeah, something silly like that. Giant yeah. bloke. And the old laws, all he had to do was hit you and he stayed square, stayed straight out on you, just attack the loose head. He was the best at it in the world. 
so that was pretty cool to actually experience that licking out. Um, and uh, licked out by Cal Heyman. <laughs> that is an official rugby term. Well, it's a scrum term. That's a scrum term. Yeah, I like it. It sounds good. Thanks. Good. No, I'm um, going to use it now and sound like I know what I'm talking about with the props. And then uh, the other one's probably Adam Jones. Back in 2013, mate. That was a, uh, last game of the tournament. Yeah. On for a Grand Slam. Wales had to beat us by like 20 plus points in yeah. order to get the championship. So it was very unlikely. We had to go there, win. I got absolutely hooned by Adam Jones. And you'd argue single-handedly cost England a Grand Slam that year. Really? So you couldn't uh, blame the guys? Off just, no, hauled off just after half time. Well, what was he doing to hoon you so bad? Oh, mate, the bloke was ginormous. He was like 120 plus kegs. Right. I was a kid. I didn't I didn't have any answers to any of the stuff he was doing to me. So what was he doing and you're like, fuck, I, I still do don't have those answers, mate. So you don't he's, even know, he's, he's never apologised. He's my coach now. He's still never apologised. So you don't even know what he did? No, that was, no just did You me. just went backwards. Or... Backwards or down. It's right. just bad, mate. Bad. So them two are probably the best. I'm still waiting for that apology from him, but I won't be getting it. <laughs> oh, no, but uh, how about 2013? <laughs> so he still rinses you on that. Yeah, he does bring yeah. it up. Yeah, at least once a seat, uh, once a week. Cause you look at you look at props and you, you and going into a scrum, and it looks like all aggression. Like, like, how do you balance? Like, what's the balance between aggression and technique? Well, clearly in open play, I haven't quite mastered getting that balance between aggression. And level-headedness yet, but uh, scrum time, I don't know. It's just... Uh, is it more technique or is it more aggression, more size? Like, what would you rather have? In no, order no, I Technique, think, size... No, nah, the, new, the new laws rely a lot more now on technique. Right. The old laws where you, you could hit and chase, you just got big, big, giant men that if they're heavier than you and hit harder than you, then nine times out of ten they're winning that, that battle, but... Now with this sort of getting closer and closer to being pre-engaged, so you're losing that that hit battle where you can hit someone to get moved. It's still right. an opportunity to try and move the the opposition. So the aggression right. is less in there. Yeah, so it's then more about technique, getting that right, but backed up with the aggression to actually go for it. Mm. To actually, right, I've got under him here, so I'm going to go for it. Mm. So you still need that that aggression in it. You've got to also be a, a bit weird to want to be in there and have that sort of one-on-one combat yeah. with someone who's trying to let you out. If you're still listening... Um, <laughs> You've not fucking fallen asleep. We've gone, we've gone through this scrums. This is a nighttime thing. This yeah. I, I was signed up Does, on the premise that this is to help people go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, um, let's lighten it up a little bit maybe with the, the New Zealand tour. Uh, how, how was the Lions tour for you? How great were the Kiwis? How much did you hate it? How boring was it? Or like, um, did you have a good time? Or tell me a little bit more about like your experience with the Lions in New Zealand. Yeah, mate. Um, mate, yeah, mate. New on, Zealand. Mate. Tell me about it, mate. 2017. Hell of a trip. Hell of a trip. I don't want to give away too many stories. Just give me one. I need them lined up. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no, we'll go with this one. We'd played the Hurricanes on the, was it a Tuesday night? Come on, you should Yeah, it was, de- it was definitely Tuesday. Tuesday night? Yeah, was it a Tuesday, Tuesday night? Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was a midweek, mate. Yeah, yeah I remember mid- it was Tuesday. Yeah. That's the, I didn't play no Saturdays. So I was a straight <laughs> I was a straight midweek veg. Mate. Definitely wasn't the weekend game. <laughs> um, and uh, we'd had a few beers together. 
and then a few more back at the back at the hotel we stand at, and uh, it got to about oh, I'd say one o'clock after bedtime. After bedtime, mm. it was late. We had a late start the next day, so mm. it's fine. And I just um, I remember being in the team room, team room, pretty steaming, having FaceTimed all the Quinns coaches. Um, <laughs> Because I'd FaceTimed the guy who was head of recruitment at the time, a mate of mine, to give him some shit. Yeah. And he was actually in a meeting with all the coaches and decided it was a good idea to oh, show them shit. all me pissed. You know, but I, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Ed, you've stitched me up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung up. And then um, I was rooming with Dan Cole at the time. And I said, oh, Coley, I'm going out. He said, what? I'm going out. I've got to go get some chocolate and crisps. He's like, you're so fat, mate. You are so fat. And I went, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going out. So I'd had no, I'd got normal clothes on. Yeah. You know, like the sweet gears I've got on today. No lines, badge, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incognito. Yeah, yeah. Civvies. Like you're off to the beach. No, it was one o'clock in the morning. Why yeah. would I be going to the beach? Well, I thought o'clock? you said you dressed like that. Plus, there's no beach in Wellington, is there? Well, there is. Is there? Yeah, you know, but you don't go to the beach in the winter there. Fuck that. Anyway, I've gone down the road to the local garage, got a couple of bags of crisps and a chocolate bar. And then I'm still pretty pissed. I've then decided to go sit down and eat this, eat these bits and bobs on the side near the harbour. You know where the boat. You know yeah, harbour. Yeah, what yeah, a harbour yeah. is. I know what a harbour. Yeah, I know Wellington. I yeah. can't. I can't remember the name of the place, mate. But it was near this harbour. Right. And I've sat down on the floor because there was no seats. Funnily enough, on the side of the street, and I've mm. sat down on the floor and uh, just munching away, bit of a mess. <laughs> Dribbling down your t-shirt, crisps, you know, crisps in your beard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm half sort of sobering up. The cold airs hit me and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I'm really pissed now. And then I noticed this group of three people, there was two girls and a boy walking towards me, but not directly towards me, from the side. And I'm lying there and I've, I'm slouched a little bit and I'm in my normal clothes, just lying on the floor, eating me these crisps. And as they get closer, they start like making eye contact and I'm like, oh, they won't recognise me. They, mm. No one in no one in New Zealand is watching the veg. They don't they, care about rugby. They don't care about the, the midweek veg, mate. They're waiting for the Saturdays. So it's fine. And then as they're starting to walk past, I see one of them reach into their pocket and then just chuck a couple of coins down in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I'm sat there looking up at the night sky, eating these crisps, and I've just had coins chucked at me. As if I'm a tramp or a hobo. <laughs> and it, it's just daunt, like the stark reality of this is meant to be the pinnacle of my career. You know, I've been picked for the Lions. I'm on Lions tour. I've just drawn 31 all with Hurricanes in a hell of a game. Yeah? Hell of a doozy. Like, hell, of a, hell of a doozy. And now I'm lying on the floor in a harbour in the middle of fucking nowhere. And some bloke thinks I'm homeless and he's chucked a load of coins at me. Bless him. And I've gone, fuck me, I'm in a dark place. I need to get up and go back to the hotel. So I went back with my crisps and that was a dark, dark, <laughs> that was a dark place to be, mate. Being <laughs> confused for a hobo in the middle of Wellington. Oh, oh so. my God. You... <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you still look back at the Lions tour as a <laughs> of your career or what? I look back at the Lions tour with huge fondness and I don't think I originally did um, there was you know a couple of frustrations what were they uh, obviously not not 
being involved in any of the tests, mm. but my place never really changed. So I, can't, I, you know, I was a little, I was quite comfortable in the fact that right, okay, I'm third choice. I'm going as third choice before we got there, and it became quite clear that there wasn't going to be a huge amount of shifting in that team. Right, and there's still big injuries. Big things, injuries, but... or someone's cocked up bad or something. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like George Cruz, for example. Right, poor fucker. <laughs> I'm not telling you that story. What, what happened? Then? Don't worry. <laughs> oh, go on, just tell us it, mate. You're on fire. You're on a roll. No, you're wasting it. But George Cruz fall fall from grace. He'll 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 know what I mean. What did he do? Well, no, he started in the first test. Oh he? yeah yeah yeah. Did, he didn't mm. start in the next two, did mm. he? No, he came down to us veg boys. We right. welcomed him with open arms. To be fair, how did he take that? <laughs> Took a huge hit to his wallet. Anyway, but how did how did you um how did you guys welcome someone like that into the into the veg? Like, were you taking the piss oh, got, out of him? They got plenty you... of shit. Yeah, really. If you're a test boy coming down, you got plenty of shit. Really, plenty of stick to begin with, and then you know. Once you got a few jars in you, it was fine. You know, right. best Rory best welcomed you, and he was like, "Fine, you're yeah. one of us now. We'll yeah. keep working hard, playing hard. Probably a little bit harder for him, but yeah." Did you, I? I heard. I heard that there was a bit of a a, a thing with um, you guys in Wellington with when Cruiser came in, and you guys had to pay the bill, or when it came time to pay the bill, and there was a couple of grand on the tab. <laughs> what, what what happened there, mate? Yeah. So anyway, George Cruz he starts the first test, doesn't he? He doesn't have the greatest of games, and he'll he'll admit that. And we get in there for the uh, review on the Tuesday. Yeah, team review on the Tuesday. And uh, the coaches have come up. They're up front in the team meeting room. Big screen, video review. And usually on the video reviews, you've got tags at the bottom, little bits of writing with initials or something that reminds you or reminds them of what the clip is going to be before it starts. And this first one said GK, and it was a clip of Cruiser... Dropping the ball. <laughs> Poor fucker. <laughs> and then they went on to the next clip and they paused for a bit, talked through the thing in, talked through what we need to improve in and all that lot. And then the next one was GK again. And we, you know, we started nudging each other a little bit. You know, each sat next to each other. Oh my God, here we go. This cruiser dropping another ball. And then there might have been one that wasn't him. Might have been someone else. Um, and then the next one came up and you look at the, Bottom left-hand corner, it says GK again. Oh, and you're like, oh, my God, the poor fucker. Are you guys all, like, giggling now? Or are you going, no, oh, no, shit, no, 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 it's bad, because right. it's a serious review. Yeah. It's a serious review. You've got to stay focused with it. And then um, and then someone made a point about attack, how we needed to implement something different for the second test. And then went on for a bit, and Rob Howley was like, yeah, that's what we're going to bring in. I can't remember the... It was something to do with the short line of thing. thing. And it was, it was crazy, because then... There was a little pause and they were about to move on and Cruiser then decided to pipe up. He said, oh, I've got something actually. You know, I think it'd be really good if maybe one of the backs came in and hit a short line instead of one of the forwards just to help share the workload, which was exactly the same point as what had just been said by someone and the coach. <laughs> oh, no. And Howley's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we've just said. And we're like, oh, my God, he's on the fucking stinker here. And you start nudging each other again. And then the next clip came up and it's fucking GK again in the bottom corner. <laughs> so we thought, oh no. So they cut it. You know, they, 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 they didn't did, play they, it again. They'd, no, they'd already cut, they'd already made their points or whatever. They didn't carry on with the thing, but the next clip was GK again. We're like, oh, poor fucker. He's had a tough, tough time of it there. And then we were playing the game, midweek game. Who were we playing? It's all a blur, mate. 
It's, a blur. it's quite odd. So it could have been the Hurricanes, the Highlanders, I can't, the Crusaders, uh, the... Any the, the provincial barbarians? No, that had already been done. It went well. Um, ooh, a win's a win, mate. Uh, exactly. A win's a, w, a win. A W's a W. Christ, yeah, don't no, you underestimate. Well. Well. You know the Kiwi yeah, sides. Yeah, exactly. So the next next midweek game, cruisers put on the bench with midweek. So it's a big sign. Hang on a minute. He's gone from the test and he's on the bench. You know, some boys have to double up, but you're like, mm, the starters don't usually double up. And uh, Courtney Laws had started the game and they took him off just after half time, brought Cruiser on quite early. So he's played two games quite close to each other. Right. So he's not And again, another sign you're like, well, he's not fucking playing. You know, a couple of us turned to each other in the game and gone, oh, he's not fucking playing. Actually. (laughs) (laughs) And then then we went out on the piss again and we'd booked out. Gats had, to be fair to him, Gats had said, look, want you guys to go let off some steam because we hadn't <laughs> go let off some steam and bestie booked out uh, an Italian restaurant but it was a bit of a weird one middle of nowhere we we wanted to get away from the kiwi noises you know there's mad kiwi you know grannies know how well you've played at the weekend don't they mm. so wanted to get away with that found this Italian place got there it was a shed so there was a restaurant and then they had a shed in the garden a literal shed and it could fit about 10, 12 people, and we all get in there. Basically, he said to the um, waiter, he said, look, yeah, beers for everyone, and then just keep them coming. You know, as soon as, as, soon as you think they're finished, just keep them coming. So it was about every six or seven minutes, there was another beer put down, and you're like, oh, my God, Bestie's knocking them back. Coley's like, Ooh, chewing through it. Oh, it's a bit gassy. It's a bit gassy, <laughs> this. Um, and Cruz is with us. You know, we're trying to drown his sorrows a little bit. It's right. blindingly obvious, mate. You've had a stinker in yeah. the first test. You've had a shocker in the review meeting. You're yeah. now with the midweek veg. But welcome. Welcome. You're more yeah. than welcome to join us. And then um, get to the end. Great, great night. And get to the end to pay the bill. It's about just over two two grand. And Two uh, grand? Yeah. Oof. And then uh, you guys are drinking. You're being lads. Yeah, so we yeah. all put in credit card roulette as you do. We all put the cards in the hat, and it got down to me and Cruz. So credit card roulette. It's basically everyone puts everyone their puts credit- their credit cards or debit cards in the hat, and you get the waiter or waitress to pick them out one by one. And you, when you're picked out, you're out, but you can't celebrate. If you celebrate, you're back in. So right. you just take your card. You're like, thank you, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. No high fives, no nothing. Do it. All right. It's brilliant when someone oh. fucking forgets and they're like, yes! And you're like, yeah, fucking yeah. put it back in now. Because it's that drinking game where you play fingers. <coughs> if you yeah. take your finger off That's and it. celebrate, you. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it got down to me and Cruiser. And because it was quite a hefty bill, we were like, oh, fuck it. Let's split it. Let's split it. You know, it's like, Cruiser hadn't said anything yet, but the boys were like, oh, it's a bit, they're starting to feel a bit guilty here. No, no, just split it between the two of you, then you can think. And I was like, well, no. And then Cruiser decided Billy Big Balls. He was like, no, we're no. going down to it. I'm going to win this one. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, because you've had such a fucking cracking week, haven't you, mate? Waitress puts a hand in the hat, pulls out my card, and I'm like, just sit back down. And his face, mate, the devastation in his face. How did you not celebrate that? I left it a period of time, made eye contact with a couple of the other boys, and we were just like, yes, yes. (laughs) Poor fucker. Um, oh, no. And I think what made it worse was that we then told Steve Borthwick the next day what had happened at breakfast. And Steve's quite a dry character, right. quite a serious guy. Very good at what he does, but quite a dry, serious guy. Rarely see him laugh 
mm. uh, or break character. And we told him and he died. He was just like, oh my God. <laughs> and it turned out he'd text him, text Cruiser later that morning saying, oh, how was dinner last night? And it was unbelievable to hear that sort of banter coming out of Steve's mouth oh, for it. So yeah, that was just a couple of the, couple of the memorable moments from that tour. Good tour then. Oh mate, Good I tour. loved it. Honestly, at the time there was probably a little bit. Yeah, when I first got back, I was a little bit disappointed. You know, I'd love to have played in the tests, and you know, probably a little bit bitter. You know? Yeah, is it easy to poke holes at the coach or the people that didn't select you at that point? Because like, you know, it's it, it seemed like it would be an easy thing to do. Was oh, that your first initial? Yeah, reaction? of course it is. Because yeah. you're like, well, they're in charge of selection, so they obviously you know, don't like me or don't rate me and you know, oh, fuck them then. You, that's the sort mm. of attitude, you know, oh, fuck it, I'll just, you know. They don't like me, I don't like them kind of situation. Uh, yeah, so. a little bit, a little a little bit like that. But, you know, ultimately it was, you're never in control of selection. Mm. So you shouldn't get worked up by that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's up to, you can only try your best and if you pick, you're picked. If you're not, you're not. And you know, as soon as you let go of that, you're a lot happier. Yeah. And, you know, at the time I I hadn't let go of that, but having looked back on it with fondness now, it was some of the best times in my rugby career and I loved every minute of it. How do Even you... the tramp bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. How do you, how do you look back at the um, result of that tour? Do you think a one each with a draw, do you think that's a fair reflection? Do you think you should, guys should have won it? How do you guys look back at it? Uh, I won't talk for other boys when you say you guys. Mm. You know, I always make sure that I say that. Mm. It's not talking for other boys. But I look back at it and I go, well, it's a bit of a bit of a flat one, isn't it? But you've also got to look at it as a weird one because the second test, you had the Sunny Bill red card, didn't you? Mm. So it was kind of like a... It, it was... It wasn't a level playing field throughout, was it? No. That's how, yeah, I think that's how a lot of New Zealand fans so felt a, during the I, French series oh, when there was a red the card. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, card, well, you're like, oh, you're shit, brilliant. You yeah. can't, if you win the game, you're kind of like, well, yeah, brilliant with one, but you can't be completely happy because you're like, well, I wanted to beat them fair and square. You don't want to give the opposition fans or mm. them an excuse to go, yeah, mate, talking we only had 14 men though. Is that good Kiwi or no? Yes, that's that's you nailed it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. We only had fourteen men though. Yeah, bro, brew, bro, bro. Yeah, brew is more South African. Yes, my honour. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit, a bit, but a huge, still a huge achievement for the boys that played in those Test matches to to go down there. It was just a bit. I'd like to see it in future if it does go down to the drawn game in the last one. Extra time, mate. No one wants a draw, do they? No one wants a draw. No one likes a draw. No one was happy about that. No, I don't think anyone in rugby no, was happy about they were that. Like, well, like, so why not? There's an obvious answer to it. Yeah. Anyway. We ain't in control of shit like that, mate. We ain't getting anywhere. All right, let's finish this off because um, we're running out of time. Please. Right? And I know you Please. You want to get out of my company. Uh, well, I just so, want to get out of London, mate. It's yeah. too busy. Yeah, what is it, it, Friday? So many fans out there trying to take selfies. No, it's just too many people everywhere. Yeah. There's people everywhere. Does it not scare you? Do you hate people or what? I don't hate people. You don't like being around them? I don't like being around lots and lots of people. Yeah. I live where I live because of that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to our very first uh, Rugby Pod sessions and uh, a massive thank you to Joe Marler for coming on and being our very first guest. Legend. Thanks, mate. Cheers.
Hello, Andy Rowe here, and I'm here with Big Jim and Goody, ahead of the uh, massive new season. How are you doing, lads? Yeah, yeah summered well, summered very well. Yes, you have, yes, yes, you have. I'm amazing, thank you. Well, we're about to record our first episode of the season next week, uh, but we've got some big news. The Rugby Pod is going to continue on as normal and free on iTunes or wherever you listen, but we're going to do a lot more this season. We're setting up an exclusive platform for super fans where we can create extra monthly content. Hell yeah! Do you guys want to have a guess what it's called? Um, I love cat food. Fuck off, Goody. Hung like a squirrel. Uh, you look like you've had a cesarean. Goody is grossly overweight. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's <laughs> yes, not. he is. I've yes, lost he some. is. I've lost some. Then uh, what gonna... can you name thing? Part de. Rugby it's pod part de. The bin, the belly, the, the, the fish. fish. No, it's too much. It's going to be called Superfans. Oh. We're going to each produce an extra piece of content each month, and this will only be available to Superfans. So I'm going to interview top players and coaches from the game, like hopefully Joe Marler, referees, coaches, maybe even Joe Smith. Hang on, you said top players. Yeah, he's you one of the best. You said Joe Marler. He's okay, big. fine. He's huge. Uh, and, and find out a bit more about what makes him tick. Goody, what are you going to do, mate? Well, I'm going to do a monthly breakfast show. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course I am. Monthly breakfast show with uh, one of my mates, maybe Freddie Burns, Nick Easter, some coaches, maybe some commentators. And we're just going to chat about what's going on in the world of rugby over a big, full English fry-up. Yes. Please don't. What, what are you doing, mate? Well, see, I'm going to take the listeners and the super fans to bed. What? So yeah, That's well, disgusting. Ob- yeah, obviously over, over audio. Oh, okay. So I'm going to look at doing a big gym's bedtime stories. I might even write my own stuff. I've actually read a couple, to be fair. Are these fictional or are they factual? It's like my life. Fictional and factional. Uh, I might speak to my fractional, mate. Fractional or? Oh. Fractional life. And I might speak to my mate, Joe. See if she's keen to... Ah, write, JK. If she's keen to write me some lyrics. Yeah. Or I might even do a couple of raps just to take you to bed. Corbs. Yeah. Corbs. So the basically... The mate's sake! So basically, bitch. you can wake up with Goody and go to bed with Jim. And in the middle of the day when you're bored, listen to Andy Rowe. <laughs> As well as getting extra access to content, all super fans we put on a list to find out more about where the live shows are going to be across the UK and Ireland before anyone else. And you'll be put in the draw each month with the winner being invited in to come along to a live recording and have a beer while watching the magic happen here in studio. The magic. And finally, if you sign up before the 1st of September and stay for the season, you'll be invited along to our end of season party in May. Who knew we were having a party? Party! The price... Just four quid a month. Four, four pounds. pounds? Yeah, so it's less than Bargain. a Cheapest chips. Yeah, so if you enjoy the pod, gives you a laugh each week, uh, help us um, and support us to do more, go to patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod and sign up today. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All links are also on our social media, so go and check it out and get involved. Rugby pod. Super fans.